Appreciate our worship team. Hallelujah. There is truly no place like home. And while I was on our trip, and I'm thankful that I'm not taking another one for a while. We'll be around for a few months and to the end of August. Got some great guests that are coming this uh, this summer. Let me let me let me say this: our we had a conference, a prayer conference, and we have canceled it. So um, we just felt the letter of the Lord to do that on both sides. Our guests and different things just didn't seem to come together. So. We're going to have a prayer conference every morning on Skype. You can be with us at uh, 5.30 in the morning. While it was yet dark, Jesus got up, went to a solitary place and prayed. Anyway, I'm half joking. We're just going to continue to pray and press in, looking forward to our school that will start in the fall. And all of our publications have been delayed for that, but should be out shortly. Turn your Bibles, please, to Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6. While I was on my trip, well, I should say, I should bring it back. The first time I heard this phrase, I actually don't recall reading it. I, I've read through the, the Bible, well, I don't know how many times. But I first heard this phrase, return to the ancient paths. I first heard that when I had a very vivid, vivid dream and this is the dream. I was sleeping. That's not the dream, actually. I was sleeping. And that's how you know it's a dream. You're sleeping. And I was brought to a seminary where all of these tremendous men of God were. And I was sort of brought in the back of this meeting hall. And... The man standing closest to me at about two feet away, I'm looking at the back of his wig, is, is John Wesley. John Wesley turns around and says to me, Canvas, wood, and steel, 90 days to make a man of God. And he then turns back. Now, in dreams, in dream language, and in visions also, when the Lord speaks to you, and I clearly knew it was the Lord, because when I woke up, I kept hearing the phrase, return to the ancient paths. Return to the ancient paths. That's what I kept hearing when I woke up. When I woke up in my room, God was there. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I don't think the curtains were blowing straight up, but they might as well have been. And the Lord was there, powerfully there, and I, I wept and prayed and asked for revelation and I had James Gall interpret the dream for me and, and uh, some other people and just prayed through on what it meant. I want to preach a message to you about returning to the ancient paths just in part. And then we're going to look at a particular section of Scripture out of the Psalms. But let me say this without going into all the detail of that dream. God is calling a generation back to... To real Christianity, not sloppy agape, as I said this morning. Not, a, not the type of grace, the new Calvinist type of grace where you could just do anything you want to and you're still going to go to heaven. That's not biblical. It's not a biblical thing. And there are teachers out there, there are false teachers out there that are preaching that. And it's called new, they're called new Calvinists. And they're on TV and they're writing books. And should it get much longer, I'll name them just to keep you safe. Okay? I mean, tremendous preachers. Tremendous. I mean, you listen to just like, good Lord, wish I could preach like that. Has anybody ever felt like, you know, you see somebody go, man, I wish I could play the guitar like that? Or, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you just banish that because if you were supposed to preach like that, then you would. Or you're supposed to minister like that, you would. So, just to really admire the gifting. But when there's false teaching coming through it, you have to be careful. I believe the Lord is bringing the body of Christ back to real Christianity. Not, not that John Wesley had the corner on the market of Christianity. Of course, it's progressed and the, the gifts have been released in a greater way. But he did have a real call to holiness. 
And it was really one of the movements that John Wesley did. It was just there was a holiness. My sense when he told me, canvas wouldn't steal 90 days to make a man of God. The, the, the idea was, as he said that, I knew what he meant. And he meant, now this is not history, but this is my dream. That they would go through seminary and they would graduate from seminary, but you couldn't get your credentials. You couldn't be a man of God or a woman of God at that point. That wasn't enough. They would then take you. Now again, this is not history. This is the understanding that I got in this dream that the Lord is trying to impress upon my heart. They would then take you and put you on a vessel and send you from England to the New World. And during the time when you would be at sea, you would then learn how to apply all that you learned in books would be applied in your life as you faced nor'easters and worked with people and waves and, and storms as you go across. And by the time they would get to the other side, again, this is not history. This is what I knew he was telling me at the time they would get to the other side. They would then have a team of people that really knew how to work together, how to pray together, and how to apply the, the, the revelation from the Word of God into their daily lives so as to bring one vessel from, a vessel from one place all the way to the other. And I felt it was a word specifically for our school. I felt it was a word from the Lord saying, Son, I'm going to teach you how, even in 90 days, to take somebody. And how many of you know a semester is about that? 90 days to take somebody and to make them a man of God, a woman of God, not just by knowledge, but by throwing them in the open ocean of ministry and working together. And I believe that God was doing that. And as I woke up, returned to the ancient paths, returned to the ancient paths, there is a call that even comes down from heaven tonight that is calling us back to what God calls right, what God calls pure, what God calls holy, noble, and admirable. He's, he's calling the church back. The ancient paths are different than the modern paths. The modern paths are a picture, even in, in Jeremiah, without getting to all the context of Jeremiah, it's a picture of idolatry, the, the modern paths. But let's, let's read this text of Scripture just for a moment. New King James. Thus says the Lord, this is Jeremiah 6, verse 16, Stand in the ways and see. And ask for the old paths or the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. And you will find rest for your souls, it goes on to say, but they, they said, we'll not walk in it. I also sent watchmen over you saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. They said, I will not listen. And it goes on, I... I want to just pull from that without getting into, into all the context of Jeremiah, if you'll allow me that liberty tonight. That God is setting watchmen. God is setting people to blow the trumpet, to call people back to the ancient paths. To call people back. And it's a glorious day that we're living in. It really is. Take your Bibles and turn now, please, to Psalm 106. Our dear brother that was on the guitar, your name is Andrew, is that right? Andrew, I have a word for you, uh, but I've got to find Psalm 106 first. Hold on. When I saw you up there leading worship, I was, you know, I mean, oh, well, uh, that's actually part of the word. You will lead worship. You're going to lead worship. I think you'll even lead worship here. But I saw you up there playing. Psalm 106. The Lord encouraged me to tell you this, that your humility, your meekness before me is drawing my favor. And I am coming and getting putting favor upon you. And I'm going to cause some things that you've been waiting for, the delay, to end. And I'm going to bring you into this new season, says the Lord. I've seen your heart. I've heard your prayers. I've seen your tears. And I'm pleased with your humility. Keep yourself. Guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. And even in the days yet ahead, I'm going to elevate you and use you. Always stay humble. Always stay broken. Always stay transparent. 
For in humility and brokenness and transparency, you will do great things, even in this generation. It is my anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not giftings or talents, even though He's given you those. There is coming an anointing upon you. Even as David was anointed in the field, and he was considered the least of his family, so the anointing oil is upon you. And you really are, David. You really are a psalmist, a worshiping warrior. So the Lord wants you to be encouraged, Andrew. wants you to be encouraged. Be strengthened tonight. Great things lie ahead. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 106. I'm going to take that word for myself too. Praise the Lord. I just want to look at one verse. Or two or three. Now Psalm 106. Is a a psalm that really exposes the sins of Israel. And the joy and forgiveness. And Israel really blew it. I mean, they went through so many breakthroughs from God, yet they seemingly forgot. Just like us. We forget frequently. I want to look at verse 13. They soon forgot His works. They did not wait for His counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And He gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. Israel is brought out of Egypt. And the psalm talks about this. Israel is brought out of Egypt, the house of bondage. But they soon forget what God did for them. Spiritual amnesia is a recipe for disaster for every believer. Never, ever forget what God has done for you. Let your remembrance of what God has done be like signposts along the road of your life. In fact, the three feasts, the main festivals of Israel, are used really as remembrance of what God has done. You never, ever want to forget what God has done. How many of you, God has healed you? Do you remember when you were just didn't know if you were going to make it and He brought you through? Do you remember when, when you were in that car crash and He spared you? When, when you were confused and didn't know what to do and He gave you peace in the midnight hour? Never, ever forget. Signs and wonders, the parting of the Red Sea, if you will, signs and wonders in our lives get old if you don't follow them to where they're pointing. God releases signs and wonders to point to Him. He never gets old, but church stuff gets old. Don't ever forget where He's brought you through. If you focus on Him, you'll be satisfied. If you focus on signs and wonders, you'll end up in idolatry. He's never boring, but signs, they can be. You say, really? Yeah, I haven't really reached that point yet, but, but I'm told. I'm told they can be boring. I'm still really excited about it. I, I never, it never gets dull to me to see people saved. But I, I've, I've read books and talked with people with mega ministries and worldwide ministries, and they're dry and dead. They are. And, and they're dry and dead in their spirit and bored with these multitudes of people Thousands and thousands of people and, and what is, appears to be revival, but in their soul, they don't have revival. They don't have, they don't have an awakening in their own soul, but they're seeing one in the lives of people, and that gets old. Because people are never meant to satisfy you. Only God can satisfy you. Only God can really fill you. Israel's funny. I, yeah, I'm reading this and I found myself, uh, like them. You know, they complained about supernatural food. Every, every day. Every day. Every day God would drop off 
but is the equivalent of about 11 railroad cars, railroad card loads of manna. And they got bent out of shape every day. Every day they saw it, and every day they'd just be like, you know, we got to eat this again. Dude, you'd be dead. They, they forgot. Like, yeah, there's a, there's that column of fire again. Column of fire would be pretty cool. I mean, it's cool when I watch it on the cartoon. You know what I mean? I mean, a column of fire is pretty cool. Right? Oh, but for year after year after year after year, it just became tradition. And, I, you know, it's a scary thing. Don't you ever let your kids get complacent about being in a church where God's pouring out His Spirit like this one. And I know, I know there's more, and I'm sure there's more on fire churches, but I also know there's, there's a place of deadness. And it's not here. So we're going to continue to contend and believe that He's going to pour out His Spirit. But don't you ever, don't, it ever, don't ever, ever let it get, you know... A whatever spirit. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. But it never really touched you. Israel got to the place, they, they soon forgot His works. And these things are written, again, Old Testament is written for our instruction. You don't ever want to forget what He's done. Don't ever forget Remember where He brought you from. Remember the day that you gave your heart to Jesus and when you felt that burden lift. When you felt Him come into your heart. And you knew that you were born again. You knew something different. Something changed. If you, let me just say this. If you can't recall the moment that happened, you might not be saved. Do you mean I have to recall the moment that I, that, that I, that I really... Yeah, if you can't recall, you might not have had that moment. Now, I know for some of you, your kids are just raised in the church. And they, they can't even hardly remember when they received the Lord. You know, they're, they're hearing songs like, Majesty, worship His majesty, Jesus who died, now glorified. King of all kings, so exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Worship His majesty, Jesus who died, now So they grow up hearing songs like that, and at three or two and three years old, they're walking out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you got kids. That's how they worship, man. When they first start hearing, they just like, Jesus, my side. You know, they just make up their own words, and it's like super cute. But there comes this moment where all of a sudden, what has to happen for them? And they might not even realize. You know, this might be the case for my children. You know, they've received the Lord. They've prayed the prayer a million times because they've always been in church, but they cut their teeth on the back of the pew. But there has to come a moment, even in the life of a child that's raised in a church, where all of a sudden, boom, they have an encounter like, whoa. Jesus, who died, now glorified, King of all kings, and something happens. If you haven't had a moment like that where God's come into your heart, where He's impacted you and you realize that He's real, well, you need to have that. Religion will never do. Tradition will never do, will never satisfy. The Israelites forgotten what God had done, forgot their works. They soon forgot His works. They didn't wait for His counsel. That is a little scary. They didn't wait for His counsel. You don't ever want to not wait for His counsel. It says they lusted exceedingly 
You know, the works of God reveal the nature of God. The works of God reveal the nature of God. When you begin to do life without an awareness of His supernatural power to be able to break into your life. Listen to me, I'm going to really help you. As a believer, you begin to live your life without a conscious day-by-day awareness that God could break in and do a miracle for you at any moment. And you begin to be reduced to a religious person and begin to live your life out of your natural limitations or your human capacity. You are in big trouble. Human capacity and your own giftings can never bring you to where God wants to bring you. Can never fulfill your destiny in and out of yourselves. I said it this morning when the, when, when the Apostle Paul said, I pray that you'd be filled. He's talking about a, a, the picture is a, is a sail. Anybody ever sailed before? A sail being filled with wind. Christianity has been reduced in many places in America to a, appreciating people's sails. What a pretty sail you have. In other words, you can communicate, man, you can wax eloquent. You can lead worship. Holy God! My God! But the wind. Where's the wind? You see, you can be a stutterer and have the wind and God will move. But you can have giftings and talent. They can wow people, have a big wow factor, but have no anointing. They forgot His works. Don't ever forget His works. Don't ever forget that nothing's impossible. Live your life out of an expectancy of Him to break out at any moment. The Bible says in Mark, I believe it's chapter 6 and 7, talks about how through their traditions they nullified the Word of God. Wow. You know, let me say this. If your walk with the Lord is boring tonight, if you're bored in your walk with the Lord, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're headed for a crash. It's never supposed to be boring. Never supposed to be ho-hum. Your walk with the Lord is supposed to be really filled with expectancy and anticipation. You wake up in the morning. Woo! This could be the day. What are you going to do today? Can you imagine being one of the disciples? You imagine waking up with Jesus. You imagine waking up with Jesus. You're like, oh. I don't wonder if he's going to like snap breakfast too or what. You're like, well, what's up, Jesus? You're like, oh, man. And it's like the Sabbath. The Sabbath is coming. Can you imagine? It'd be like, it'd be like Thursday. They, they wake up. Friday morning, like, dude, he's going to wreck somewhere. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Come on, Jesus. Where are we going to, where are we going to temple? Where are, we going to, where are we going? Oh, he's going to go to the temple and he makes a whip. Can you imagine? That would be an awesome service. There's Jesus. It says that Jesus made a whip. Anybody ever made a whip? I've made my own little homegrown one. You know, just kind of weaving it back and forth. He made a whip. He made like a cat of nine tail. I don't know what kind of whip he made, but he, can you imagine him making it? Going to the temple. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the temple. Mm-hmm. Going to flip some money changers. Right? Can you imagine? And they're all like, what's it? Wait, wait. What's the whip for? What's the whip for? We're going. Wait, wait. We're going to the temple, baby. Can you imagine what it would be like? That's what it should be like for you. As a disciple of Jesus, wake up. What's He going to do today? What's He going to show you today? How is He going to speak to you today? That's what it should be like. Cultivate that. It doesn't always come natural. Cultivate it. When you read through Scripture, let Jesus walk up and down the pages of your heart. Again, they nullified the Word of God. They forgot through their tradition, their regulations, their, their rules. It says in the New Testament, Beware, watch out, that no one see to it, that no one spoils you through philosophy. Vain tradition, the traditions of man, the rudiments of the world. 
Where's that, Galatians? Somebody find that for me, please. Be careful that no one spoils you. Spoils you? I've told this story before, but we had a, a graduation party years ago in Maui. My wife and I were heading up the young adult ministry, so we threw a graduation party. And at the graduation party, we picked up a huge piece of, I think it was prime rib. I mean, it was nice. Big. Red. And frozen. And the problem is, we picked it up in the morning. We really should have picked it up the night before. Because it needed some time to, to defrost and there was problems getting, the, getting it and all sorts of stuff. So we picked it up in the morning and I thought, I was the guy that picked it up. I picked up this big piece of beef and we're getting ready for the party all day. So I just figured the best place to defrost this giant roast was in the van because it was in Hawaii and those vans get hot. And I thought, this is perfect. Little radiant heat, indirect sunshine, warm that thing up, defrost it in no time. It was van 37. Want to know how I know what van number it was? Because when I went back in the mid-afternoon to go get the meat, to put the meat in, you know, like 3 o'clock, I think, if I remember. You ever driven van 37? It was like quarantined. Because what ended up happening is that thing defrosted and all the blood ran all the way into all the cracks and crevices of that van. Thank God it was already, a, it, had, it had a lot of issues already before that. This did finish it off, though. And, and the blood ran under the carpet, and that thing was stink so bad. I mean, you'd get into that van, and you just immediate gag reflect. Oh. Right? Yeah, why? Because the blood that ran out got, got spoiled. Did anybody find that? That scripture? Who found the scripture for me? Oh, come on, you Berean. There you go. My brother. Where were you this morning? We needed you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, look. Colossians, thank you, Colossians 2. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. I don't have notes for you this morning, so I don't even hardly know where I'm going, so just hang in there, all right? We're returning to the ancient path. <laughs> philosophy, what is that? What's philosophy, Pastor? Philosophy. In fact, Pastor Josh told me, you know what the, you know what class really messed me up in university? Pastor Josh just told me that. I said, what was that? He said, philosophy. Philosophy really affected me in a negative way in flowing in the dynamic and the power of God. I said, that's interesting because it's right here. Colossians chapter 2. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Philosophy is the way I see it. That's philosophy. People that, people that philosophize, philosophize, is that right? Something like that. They're, they're just saying, look, this is the way that I think it is. This is the way that I see it. This is my opinion. And you can get spoiled. You can get spoiled as a believer through beginning to hear people's opinions. Can I tell you something? God doesn't stand over your opinion or my opinion. To see it performed. He does stand over his word. So you need to know his word, right? They had forgotten of the works of the Lord. His works speak of his nature. They soon forgot his works. And didn't heed his counsel. Don't forget what God's done. Heed his counsel. Not the counsel, the principles of vain deceit and the rudiments of the world. The lights, the smoke, the flash. It's about the, it's about Jesus. It's about, it's about God and His kingdom in the age to come. The day that you're living in now is just a, it's, a, it's an internship. You're passing through 70, 80, maybe 90 years if God's good to you. Maybe a hundred. I'm going to live to a hundred to the Lord, Jerry. Plus, plus. I'm going to go out preaching and prophesying or go in a twinkling of an eye. I don't know. But this is just an internship. You're being trained to rule and reign with Him later. So when you're going through it, don't get spoiled. Don't be like the meat in Van 37 that just sits there in the glory of God but rots and bleeds out and never does anything. For in Him, verse 9, well, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, and after the tradition of men. 
after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality power, in whom also you are circumcised of the circumcision made without hands, in the putting off the body of sin and the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, or in you risen with him through faith in the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he hath quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances which is against us. Oh my gosh. Nailing them on a cross. Having spoiled, verse 15, principalities, powers, and make a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or in respect of a holy day or a new moon or Sabbath. Oh my. Israel forgot what God has done. They forgot what He did. Thank you. Don't you forget what He's done. And don't be seduced by the world. Don't do it. Return to the ancient paths. Return to what, return to what God calls holy. Not what some preacher said that you can get away with. Return to the principles of integrity and righteousness and truth. Return to justice. Holiness matters. They didn't wait for his counsel, but they lusted exceedingly. I, I need to say this about that Mark 6 or 7 in there, that nullification of the word. Do you know in Genesis when God said, let there be light, there was, and we still have it today. He spoke and created the heavens and the earth. He made man, formed him out of the dust of the ground and breathed into him the breath of life. God's word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, living and active. The only thing can stop, the only thing that can stop the unplug, the power of God's word, listen to this, is you and me through our tradition, through our philosophy, through our vain, vain deceit. The rudiments of the world, that is the spoiling. God wants you to rise, not forget His works. God wants you to heed His counsel, not run ahead. God wants you to abide in Him that you would bear forth much fruit. Amen. All right. Turn to John 3, 2. Third John. Third John. Beloved, I pray that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, if you look at verse 15 of Psalm 106, it says that he put leanness, but sent leanness into their soul. It's a picture of poverty. It is poverty. And poverty doesn't have anything to do with money. Poverty has everything to do with the mentality, the way that you think. If when you come into a room, when you leave a party or you leave a gathering or you leave a church service, all you can think about is being critical about the person that you've met and how heavy they were or how thin they were or how they should have brushed their teeth or whether they're wearing a shirt that was too short so when they lifted their hands their belly showed or then you actually have a poverty spirit. And all you can do is be critical of people who are around, complain, murmur. That is not the, the fatness of life, the abundant life that God has for you and I. It is not. It's small-minded, bitter, critical thinking that God cannot bless. You don't want to be small-minded, bitter, and critical. You don't want to be lean in your soul. The, the Third John 2 is a picture of us prospering in our emotions and in our soul, in every area of our lives prospering. And really, to me, it's also a picture that 
that prosperity flows actually out of a healthy soul. In other words, if you're not healthy in your thinking and in your mind, then there's no way you're going to be healthy in the rest of your life either. Heidi, would you come, please? You know, we talked about mammon a little bit this morning. And if you weren't here, I I asked for somebody's $100 bill and they gave it to me. And I gave it back, don't worry. Asked for somebody's $100 bill and took a 20 from somebody else and talked about how money has a spirit. Because it talks. Money talks. Right? Money's just a test, people. The Lord wants you tonight to return to the ancient paths. He wants you to return. And I want you to quote that scripture for me. It's First uh, uh, Peter chapter 3. Go ahead. Peter 3 through 5. Your beauty should not come for outward adornment, such as the braiding of hair, the wearing of gold jewelry, or fine clothes. But instead it should come from that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the women of the past used to make themselves beautiful. This is the way that the women of the past used to make themselves beautiful. There's an ancient path we need to get back to instead of midriff shirts and clothes so tight. My God, help us. There's an ancient path we need to get back to. Look, I'm not saying that you should wear clothes that cover every part of your body and don't, you know. Well, I mean, it should cover your body. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about, all the way up to your neck. Wear no makeup. I think it's okay to wear makeup. In fact, it's probably beneficial for some people. I don't think God wants us looking like the side of a barn. But at the same time, if your identity is coming from the way that you look, then you're on the modern road, not the ancient path. You say, what does that mean? That means you have to constantly dial yourself in. What does that mean for me? What are you saying? I don't know. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What's He saying to you tonight? What is it to you to return to the ancient path? You stand. We stand at a crossroads in our nation. We stand at the crossroads in the state of Alaska. God is looking for a people who will step aside from the rules of time and tradition and philosophy of men and vain deceit and the rudiments of the world and begin to stand up. Begin to stand up and return to the ancient paths of righteousness and truth. Begin to preach the gospel unadulterated. Jesus Christ and Him crucified by the power of the Holy Spirit. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Same-sex marriage is not of God. We love homosexuals. We want to help them get delivered. It's not a social issue. It's not a civil rights issue. And that's what—that's the point of what they're trying to do to make it a civil rights issue. Like somebody's black and they're being persecuted for being black. That is, it is not a civil rights issue. It's a sin issue. But if you can make it a civil rights issue, then they have an argument. And the and the, the gay gene and all that—it's—it's—it's it's, it's totally not proven. It's all about money and power and the God of this age. And there is great pollution that's sweeping across the land. But if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and fast and pray and seek my face, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. It is time, people. It's time. It's time to return to the ancient paths. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's time. It's time to stand up, step away from the big highway of the world, and begin to go low. Yay. 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 Broad is.
is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. It's time to go to the narrow road, the narrow path, to begin to really live for God. You examine your life this week. Where are you? How are you doing? How are you doing in the earth? Are you lusting exceedingly? Come on, what you think about the most, that's your God. Let's just call it that way. What you're thinking about the most, that is what you worship. you worshiping your fridge I know and it's hard for me too sometimes I, I, I don't know what the deal is and I just go into the kitchen and just be like I'm not even hungry and I find myself in the fridge I'm like oh hallelujah what am I doing I'm like I'm not really hungry Maybe I'll just get something to drink. Oh, wait. There's that leftovers. Is that just me? Well, wait a minute, Pastor. You said we're supposed to get so fat. Supposed to get fat, Pastor. I'm trying to get lean, but not leanness of soul. Come on, stand up on your feet tonight. Very simple word. Somebody say, I'm going to return to the ancient paths. Yeah, I'm going to return to the ancient paths. Now, I gave this word, I gave a word to a young lady this morning. Oh, sit down. Sorry. Go ahead. Psalm 115. Oh, come on, there's nothing on TV. Just give me three more minutes. There's nothing in the fridge. Not really. Well, maybe there is. Psalm 115. I'm going to just go from verse 1. But unto, not, unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your mercy, because of your truth. Why should the Gentiles say so? Where is their God? But our God is in heaven. And He does whatever He pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths but do not speak. They have eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear. Noses but they do not smell. They have hands but do not handle. Feet they have. But they do not walk, nor do they mutter through their throat. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. Verse 9. Oh, Israel, trust in the Lord. And it goes on. Here's the picture. You become like who you worship. And if you reduce the glory of God, you have a measure of the glory of God on the inside of you because He breathed on the inside of you. He breathed you into existence. You're made in His image. You're not from an ape. I was looking at a beautiful baby back there. You little itty bitty fingernails. I mean, it's just like amazing. We're created in His likeness and in His image. And when you bow down to the fridge or money or sex or lust, greed, when you bow down and you begin to worship and, and think about, gaze upon, when you begin to behold that which is not the Lord and begin to gaze upon things, you become what you behold. That is a principle in Scripture. And here it says very clearly that those who trust in idols, those who trust in money, those who trust in food to get comfort emotionally, those who trust in their talent, those who trust in philosophy. Those who trust in the government. You trust in idols and you will become like them. You won't be able to see. You won't be able to hear. You won't be able to smell. You won't be able to touch. You won't be able to walk. You won't be able to mutter anything. You will be dead. Those who wander out of the way of understanding, says the Proverbs, will rest in the congregation of the dead. There is a congregation of the dead. I don't ever want to be a part of it. 
You wander out of the way of understanding. Here's one of the things of understanding of the ancient paths. Only God is to be worshipped. And you need to look in your heart and find out how you're doing in that area. Now here's the thing. The same is true for us. When we worship the Lord. Come on, now you stand up. When we worship the Lord. When we lift our voice and declare that He is the King. When we lift our hands and bow before Him and declare that He is the King. When we lift our voice and shout His wonders and proclaim His name. When we sing to the Lord, when we sing to the Lord, the worship that is due His name. You are worthy. You are worthy. Yes, you are. You are worthy. You are worthy. Oh, Lord, you are worthy. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. You are worthy. Yes, you are, Lord. You are worthy. So in moments when we tarry in His presence like this, and it begins to touch your heart, and you begin to offer up prayers and thanksgiving for all He's done, not forgetting His works, but returning to the ancient past and thank Him for when He saved you, how He washed you and how He cleansed you and how He took out the thorn of pain. We broke that addiction off of you healed you of your wounds. You begin to remember and thank Him and worship Him. He is the only one that is worthy of your worship. Made in His image you are. And when you lift your eyes and when you put your trust in Him, oh yes, some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. We trust in the name of the Lord. We trust in the name of the Lord. And when we do, when we trust in Him, He makes you big and He makes you strong in the power of the Holy Ghost. And His fire comes and He releases His dunamis. He releases His glory. Oh, we trust you, God. Come on, lift your voice. Something's happening here tonight. Lift your voice. You you are worthy. Yes, you are. You are worthy. Yes, you are, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy. No one else but you. Go jump on the drums. Whole worship team up on the platform. Every head bowed, every eye closed all across this place. Those of you online, I know you might be watching in your living room, but you let your ears perk up a little bit right now. This word is for you. It's time for the church to return. It's time for the church, the body of Christ, to return to prayer, to return to the ancient paths. Not some hip, slick, wow factor entertainment thing that has no power. It's time. You know, we're making some changes in the sanctuary. I'm sorry for all the lights that have been out and flicker on and off. They're all being changed. So bear with us. Talking about putting up some big screen TVs and doing some different things and doing some tech edge stuff. I like it. But I will tell you this. 
Never, ever. We will get to a place where we've just become some seeker, sensitive, afraid to preach the truth gospel. Never, ever, ever will we ever do that. We're going to stay, we're going to stay tongue talking, declaring, proclaiming. We will be offensive, but the gospel offends. I don't want to offend anybody, but we're going to remain true to the way that God has called us and wired us up. We're going to be a spirit sensitive church. We might get some of that tech stuff. But we're going to remain spirit sensitive. We're not going to walk on the broad, wide road to destruction and, and, and just be reduced to a, to a bunch of religious people that make no impact. You are worthy. Yes, you are. You are worthy. You are worthy. Come on, sing it. yourself tonight if you die God forbid tonight would you find yourself before the throne forgiven have you received the Lord you remember in the earlier part of the service if you can't remember the moment when you gave your heart to Jesus then you might not have so if you're here and you sincerely want to give your heart to the Lord for the first time or maybe make a recommitment if you're here, you, they say, that's me, Pastor. 
You want to be included in this prayer. If that's you, just slip your hand up. You want to get right with God for the first time. You want to make a recommitment to Him all across this place. Raise your hand high. God bless you, son. Anybody else? God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Anybody else? God bless you. I saw that hand. Thank you. Now listen, we never ever want to embarrass anybody. We protect people's dignity and it's right to do that. But there is a principle in Scripture that if you deny me, says Jesus, before people, before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. But if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. So in a moment, we're going to continue just to sing and worship that that song, that worthy song that the Lord has given us tonight. And as we do, I want you to boldly step out of where you're standing. Come right to the front, right here in the center. I want you to meet me right now. You are worthy. Come right now. You are worthy. Come right here. You are worthy. Yes, you are. You are worthy. Come on. You are worthy. You are worthy. Come on, just come right to the front. Bless you. You're night. Night of change. Come on, just come right to the front. You are worthy. God of salvation, you are the God of deliverance, you are You're the God of the heals, heals our disease. You are worthy. You are Maybe you're not as on fire as you used to be, and you've begun to carry your own burden. You need to give them back to Jesus. You need to come to the Lord. You're not as on fire as you used to be. You know you're not. You need to get on fire tonight. You need to return to the ancient past. I want you to come too if that's you. Just come right now. And the Lord would say even tonight. Call upon me, all you who are weary. I will give you rest. Call upon me, all you who are weary, weary, I will give you rest. Call upon me, all you who are weary, come. Call upon me, all you who are weary, call upon me, all you. Call upon me, come right now. Some of you need to come and just let that burden go. Let Jesus take the center of your heart again. Hallelujah. Let's pray right out loud. And we've got some people that are standing around you. They're going to help. They're going to help you in just a moment. Come on, let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, say Heavenly Father. Forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me and make me new. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. A universal sign of surrender across the nations is this. Come on, just surrender to Him right now. Come on, just lift your hands at the Hebrew call it Yada. It's extending of the hands. Come on, you're just saying, I surrender to you. I surrender to you tonight. I surrender to you tonight, oh God. Now, Holy Spirit, come and fill and touch everyone tonight. Fill them now in the name of Jesus. Fill them, touch them. Break every bondage. Break every chain. Let unforgiveness right now as they just forgive people because you died for that very thing. You died for that. Forgive your parents. Forgive your mom, your dad. Just let it go. Fill them now. Holy Spirit, come and fill them now. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. Amen. There's some folks around you just going to help you grow in the things of God. So if you would, just right where you're at, we're going to give you a little Bible study. Congregation, those online, 
Just continue to worship. Let the Lord speak to you right now. Come on, just let Him speak to you. You're a speaking God. John, would you help me, please? Would you help me? in these moments God's making you like Him when the glory comes when a measure of His glory comes He changes you you changed you get changed God's changing people right now He's healing the broken hearted you are holy you are holy yes you are you are holy. You are holy. Not too loud, nice and soft, because otherwise. Holy. You are holy. Yes, you are. You are holy. You are holy. Yes, you are. You are holy. And we're going to return to the ancient paths. Get back. Return Jesus to the first place in your heart. It's more important than anything else is loving Him with all your heart, with all your mind, your soul, and your strength. Make the first commandment first in your life. Remember when you used to dance with Him. In your little apartment when you were single all by yourself. Remember how you used to do those silly things with, with the Lord. Have date night with Jesus, if you will. Just go out and have a night in the town. And remember when you used to walk in the woods or on the beach and how He'd minister to you and talk to you. How you couldn't wait to wake up to pray to read your Bible because it was just like, oh my gosh, I wonder what He's going to say. Let the, let the fascination of Him and His throne and who He is return to your life. Return to the ancient paths. Return to the ancient paths. Return to your first love. He's the answer. Hallelujah. Let me just close the service if you need to leave feel free I want to just tarry a little bit worship team if it's okay we're just going to press in a little bit we're going to continue to worship God if you need to slip out it's fine we understand we love you we're very blessed that you came thankful for your boldness to step up and say yes and give your heart to Jesus for all of you that came up front and it's going to be a powerful week it's a powerful week this week come on God's for you who can be against you be bold, be strong, for the Lord thy God is with you. Be strong and courageous. Let Him use you this way. He's going to protect you. He's going to provide for you. Don't put your trust in horses or chariots. Don't put your trust in philosophy or vain tradition. Return to the ancient paths. Return. Get in love with God again. Read the Word. Cultivate your relationship with Him. I got home from Hawaii. My wife and I needed some dates. You know what I'm talking about? We need to go out. We went out. No kids went out. And we love our children. We needed that too. We need to go and like talk. Some of you need to go talk. Lord, spend some time with Him. Get off your smartphone that's not all that smart. Turn off your electronics and like have a Sabbath with Jesus and walk with Him. Amen? Come on, somebody say, I'm going to return to the ancient paths. Me too. Let's close. Take someone by the hand. Again, we're going to continue to worship Terry, pray for people, minister to you. So if you want prayer, prophetic presbytery, Sue, can we turn that loose? Can we? All right, good. We can, right? All right, good. You give us some instruction here, won't you, in just a moment? All right. If you need a prophetic word, we've been training and raising up some people that are prophesying, so we're going to turn them loose a little bit. Sue's going to give us some direction.
So if you need a word from the Lord, that's kind of cool, isn't it? I think it's cool. Praise the Lord. Good, healthy ministry. It's safe. It's good. It'll be great. All right, let's close. Father, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke and for your power and your presence, Lord, that's even here. Holy Spirit, touch. Bless them. Cause your face to shine upon us, your people. Lift up your countenance unto us. Be gracious to us, we ask. And give us peace. In the precious name that's above every other name. The name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.